Hello and welcome to another episode of a rabbi and an engineer walk into a podcast. My name is Nat Lokshin. I'm the engineer. My name is Rabbi Daniel Rabin. I'm the rabbi of this wonderful collaboration between myself and my dear friend Nat. Uh, good to see you again, Nat, and to talk to you. And of course, it's been a little bit of a while since we recorded our, uh, our last episode. So apologies to all our listeners out there. Um, I changed jobs. So, and of course, we were coming out of lockdown. So lots has, has been happening. And uh, we are glad to be back. It is good to be back. I know I've, I've received many emails and calls saying, when's the podcast coming back? We miss your voices. Nat and the rabbi, you... You speak so beautifully, you know, love to hear that from our fans. Yeah, we absolutely do. And um, look, since we last spoke, gee, a lot has happened. Obviously, for a bit of time, we were, we were still sort of discussing um, lockdowns over and over again because we, were, we kept going in and out of them. Um, and since that time, um, certainly in the, just in the last few weeks, there's been a lot going on in the world. Um, of course, we know at the moment uh, Russia is still invading Ukraine. Um, there's been floods in New South Wales and the legendary Shane Warne um, sadly passed away uh, with, uh, by a heart attack, um, which has obviously sent a lot of people uh, across Australia and the world into a bit of a bit of a shock, you know, so lots to talk about Nat and how we process all of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And just you going through what's been going on, it's sort of reminding me of the beginning of 2020 which was you know the year that had everything happen that's we had the bushfires all through um through new south wales um and other places where there were the huge um black summer they're calling it and then there was the passing of um kobe bryant the famous basketballer in the u.s of course that yeah. all came into um to coronavirus and, and covid but there were threats of um, war with North Korea at the beginning of 2020. Now, hearing it summarized, here we are in 2022. Corona's still here. Um, depends who you ask. Um, but also, there's significant current events that are, are, you know, makes everyone think twice. Well, I think, look, you know, um, let's start with, I mean, Shane Warne, yes, of course, you know, in the scheme of things, um, obviously, you know, the war in, in, in Ukraine at the moment is certainly much more, uh, you know, it's affecting a lot more people. But I think Shane Warne, uh, to me, you know, when I, when, I, when I heard of his death, it was actually Shabbos morning, someone came into shul and told us that uh, he had passed away. And interestingly, although I grew up in South Africa and Shane Warne was like the arch enemy of, a, of South African cricket, since, become, since being in Australia, obviously I'm a great cricket fan. And it, 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 it was strange because it actually affected me quite a bit. Like I was thinking about it, uh, throughout Shabbos and then after Shabbos I watched a couple of the tribute videos and there's been lots of just di different things through social media that have been posted about him and I think one thing that I really admired about Shane Warne was that he, he he was somebody who just was himself like he he was just being real all the time you know and uh, I certainly enjoyed obviously watching him play cricket but even afterwards when he commentated I loved listening to him because he was just so real the guy you know you know he was you, you saw what you got, you know, and you know, and you hear from some of his close friends, just amazing things, how kind he was and how he used his platform to try and make a difference in the world, you know, and to try and just be real. And I think when you see these things happening, when you, when you hear of people passing like that, it makes you think about your own life and think about, you know, what, what legacy am I living and, or leaving behind rather, you know, and someone like that, it, it's an easy legacy to look at because obviously he, um, 
he was a great sports person. Um, but when we look at our own legacy, you know, what, what is it that people are going to remember us about, you know? I, I know we discussed before the podcast that we'd bring this up and it had my mind wandering of, you know, what, what is the legacy that we leave behind or, you know, what are we building um, in, in terms of our life? I, I was having a chat to a, a friend on Shabbos and they're mentioning that they were all of a sudden joining all these different, you know, volunteer boards or joining these different groups, just doing more and more day to day, like getting involved, getting out in the public eye, that sort of thing. And I'm, I was looking back at myself and going, you know, I don't get to do those. Well, I, I feel like I don't have the time or the energy to do some of those things. And, and this conversation between the friend is like, that's how I was previously, but now life is settled with kids and with the house and everything. We're out of COVID. I feel like there's the air to, to expand. And so obviously Shane Warren is, you know, probably been quite comfortable and he's been himself and he has that sort of air. Uh, well, he did have that time to develop himself and be and speak and, and play cricket. But for our own personal legacy, at what point do we get our own, you know, time to feel settled that we're not just living day to day, trying to get through the day, wake up, get dressed, get, get to work, come home, eat something, say hi to the kids and then go to bed and, and start life again. Like that's, that's what's really started me thinking about how do I get out of that daily routine and to build something that's more long lasting yeah that's a really good point and i, I mean interesting that you say that because what i have fa also found fascinating about Shane Warne was that everyone who's been speaking about him of course as you you know his particular skill set on the cricket field but the other thing that you saw so strongly resonating from him and his friends that knew him was that his family was so important to him and and, and it hurt him so much when he couldn't be with them, you know, obviously having to go on tours all the time, but you know, he's, he, it's, it's quite, you know, obviously everything happens for a reason, but he just released about a month ago or two months ago, there was a documentary that he produced about his life, you know? Um, and so I watched it. It was on Amazon prime uh, and it goes through, you know, interviews with him and looking at his, at his legacy and the things that he did. And it was, it's quite, it's quite shocking that that happens two months before he passes away. So they've got this tribute video that he made. But in that video, he kept talking about his family and he kept saying that, you know, no matter how great he's become, that's one thing that was the most important thing to him. So I think maybe, you know, to make us not feel that we all have to be Shane Warne because not all of us have that ability to become, you know, famous sports players or, or be famous around the world. But I think we all have a legacy which starts at home. You know, how our kids are going to remember us is probably the most important legacy that we all have and that we all have the ability to try and make a difference. Um, those of us who have been blessed with children, and even if you don't have children, it could be your close friends, like or your parents or your siblings, or the people in your inner circle, they're the ones that maybe that's where you start to build your legacy. And don't worry about anything else. How they remember you is all that, is all that counts at the end of the day. You know? So, you know, it's just, it's made me think a lot about, different, about life, about the vulnerability of life, about, as I said, you know, what, what are, what are our innermost circles going to remember us and how they're going to remember us? And, and then we can go from there. It's interesting. It, it took um, the passing of Shane Warren in 2022 and not the events of 2020 and 2021 <laughs> to bring that sort well, of insight. It's, yeah, it's probably a buildup of all of it, to be honest, you know. And um, 
I think, you know, also like the, the war in Ukraine, you know, you just see how, how quickly things can change. You know, you, there's, no, there's no complacency in life, you know, whether it be in your work, whether it be in your family, whether it be just, just life in general, you don't know what's coming. You know, that's the one thing that I guess makes us all equal, besides that we all obviously have flesh and bone, is that we all, mm. we're all bound by two things, time and also the uncertainty of what's coming next. You don't know what's going to happen if you walk across the road and the car might hit you or might not hit you. You don't know what kind of illness, God forbid, you might get or what type of success you might have. You could, you could, you could get the lottery today and win it. You know, who knows? We're all, we're all uh, just living. And as I said, we can only try and affect the, circle, the innermost circles and then hopefully try to reach broader than that in, in, if we can. I am certain of taxes, though. <laughs> what do they say? There's two things certain in this world, death and the tax man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting what's happening. And, you know, I've heard people talk about Ukraine, the best time to, to do anything to prevent that sort of war was 20 years ago. The next best time is now. And that can be applied to many things in life. You can think back, oh, I should have done something different. But the next best time to do it is right this second. You know, I've looking at what was happening with Shane Warren and other things, I've booked myself into a a doctor's appointment i want like a full blood workup and just uh, see what's going on I've, i mean i've got another baby on the way which is very exciting i want to make yeah, sure that i'm very exciting happy and healthy for that it's you know got to focus on myself be there for for the family and hopefully the the legacy from there um moves comes on yeah i mean that's interesting like because you've got to take care of yourself in this physical world um, it's interesting. I just had a, I just had my annual review with my uh, life insurance <laughs> uh, broker because you know that's another one that you hope you never have to use it, but you don't want to leave people without support. You know, and, and I've I cannot tell you how many times I've I've seen fundraisers across the world. You know, this mm. young family died, this young mother, this young father. Please give money. You know, and think to yourself, well, you don't want to put your family in that situation where they, if something did happen they're going to be not knowing where the next paycheck or the next meal is going to come from. So all these things are just, you know, uh, all play in your mind as, as these things happen across the world. But I think we've got to remember the core thing, obviously this is coming with my rabbi's hat on. Um, there's, there's ultimately, there's a, there's, there's, there's a balabat, there's a balabai, there's a, there's somebody controlling this world. And, you know, Purim's coming up next week. And, you know, if, when you're in the story of Purim, like, you know, for the Jews at the time, I'm sure it felt like the world was closing in on them. Like there was nowhere to look. They had this Haman, Haman giving them this evil decree. It looked like things were just going to be go pear-shaped. And I think when you were in that at the, mo at the time, it probably would have been very hard to see salvation. Um, we have the luxury of reading the story and we know, this, we know the outcome. So when we're reading it, we see the events unfolding. and We know why they're happening because we have the, the perspective of hindsight, you know, um, and so maybe we've got to be, keep beginning inspired that we're living our own Purim story, that there is going to be good things happening. And we don't always see how the pieces come together, but Hashem knows. And so we've just got to keep that in mind as we go through life. And sometimes when things seem a bit more difficult or, or challenging, remember there is, there is a grandmaster who's, uh, who's controlling the board, you know? Absolutely. I love how you just spin that everything together. So we're talking about war and everything and then and talking about legacy and it's all about you know what it feels like now might be the most dire thing but for you know 
the Jews in a thousand years from now, they might be celebrating this time and looking back as a, a significant time in history or, or anyone in the world for that matter. Yeah. And, it, and look, it does, I'm not, God forbid, not trying to underplay the challenges and the, you know, people die and people get killed and there's hurt and there's pain and there's suffering. We, we, we might not ever get the reason or understanding behind that. You know, certainly like, I don't want to jump onto a Holocaust now, but I think like the Holocaust, I don't think I could ever comprehend. And maybe when we go to the next world, something will be revealed to us why these things happen. But in this physical world, I don't think there's ever a way that, I don't think there'll ever be perspective in the physical sense of why something like that happened, you know. But in other events and other activities, I think we've just got to try and keep perspective and say, look, this too will pass and there will be light at the end of the tunnel. If, if you don't mind, I'll ask you a personal question you don't have to answer. When sure. you did that uh, life insurance review, has your mm-hmm. risk gone up as rabbi of Caulfield versus South Caulfield or down? <laughs> It's gone up majorly. No, thank God it hasn't changed much. Um, this, the, obviously, those listening on the podcast will not see, are not seeing us, but I, I don't know if you can see, I've got a few more gray hairs in my beard. Um, yeah, look, it's tough. You know, it's, um, it's a big congregation, lots of, lots of people that, with lots of varying interests and agendas who want, to, um, you know, who want to make things happen in different ways. And you've got to just try and be considerate, kind, and, and work with people in, in you know, to try and respect their ways and, their, and try and accommodate as much as you can in different areas. A lot more life cycle events to go to. Yeah, a lot more life cycle and just in general, reaching out to people, calling people, uh, speaking to people and, you know, trying to get a number of events going. So, no, it's all happening. Thank God. We had a chat a few um, podcasts ago about what it's like to be the chief rabbi of a congregation and how sort of lonely and isolating all the phone calls sort of rest on your shoulder be, being present all those events rest on you know the single uh rabbi's shoulders how's that going is are you delegating are you talking to the other rabbonim in, in melbourne about how to share that that burden yeah look i think you know in, in my own workspace like we've got we, we're building a, a really good team around us I've um, got some great people in the, what we're calling our engagement team. And um, I'm really trying to focus on some of the core things that I need to be doing. In terms of collegial support, there's a couple of rabbis that I'm close to who we share ideas, we speak together a lot. Um, but um, yeah, I think there, there's definitely a lot more work that can be done in that space to, to try and uh, you know, see, see, see the Melbourne Jewish community as a, as a whole. There's not just disparate things happening. We're, we're all... We're all ultimately connected and if we can support each other and be there for each other and to strengthen each other and encourage each other then everyone wins in my view no completely agree although as soon as you get more than 10 men in a in a shul or 20 men then there's the uh always the risk of a breakaway who then don't believe in the (laughs) other one uh, i'm learning more and more history as the number of shuls here are just breakaways of breakaways of breakaways nothing you can do people are going to always be people you know no, but if, but, you know, having that talking between the different rabbis, bringing the communities back together, we are one community, you know, we is in Australia, one community and, and also part of the world community need to um, look at it in that perspective as well for everything that yeah. every action we do here can in, in, and does impact everything else. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Do you want to finish off with anything more about Purim or the Parsha? before we wrap up well i mean this is just a, a plug for caulfield shul and 
I know that South Caulfield Shul, I'm sure, is also doing great things, but Caulfield Shul, we're going to be having, obviously, beautiful events and activities for families to come here to Megillah. But just generally, wherever you might be in the world, whether it be in Australia or anywhere else, um, you know, Purim is that time to celebrate a number of great things. As I said, you know, earlier on, recognizing that sometimes even in the dark, where, that, where it feels there's no way where to turn, there's always a place to turn. God is always there with us. And, of course, beautiful mitzvot to, you know, to give friends, gifts to friends, to, to, to strengthen that camaraderie amongst our friends and peers. And of course, to help those in need with the Matanat Levionim. And then, of course, family, to strengthen family by the, the, Purim, the Purim Suda. So, so many different areas that are relevant and important to, to strengthen in, in the world right now. So, wishing you all a happy Purim and to you and your family, Nat, and uh, everything should go well, you know, Bishat Tavai for the new one. Thank you very much. And uh, enjoy Hamantashan. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. All the best, everybody. Bye.